Hey everybody, this is Belgariad and Beyond, the show where we explore magical reality through fiction, chapter by chapter. And we've begun with the Belgariad series of books by David Eddings. Welcome to season three, episode five. This season, we're reading book three, Magician's Gambit. And today we're diving into chapter four. My name is Sandra Turnbull. I'm from the Goddess Kindled Universe. I'm a meditation guide and a publisher of magical realism, all kinds of magical realism. And I'm here with my podcasting partner, Alicia Seymour. Hey guys, I'm Alicia and I am also a fiction author and a founder of Turtle Sea Books Self-Publishing House, which we're really excited about getting off the ground in like a week's time, so fantastic oh that is yay that's so exciting i know it really is so how how is your week sandra we've already chatted a lot about me so okay so straight into pogar's cup um this week my potion is plain black tea with milk and sugar plain old cup of tea the way that I made it for years in Australia, the way that my mum still makes her tea. This week was just a bit of a reality bomb around my efforts to uh, get my control issues under control. <laughs> I know the last <laughs> few weeks I've talked about my um, cold sores breaking out. And like, seriously, I there's... I was, I've had a look at the calendar and I've been marking because I started to mark my cycle. I've got a moon calendar because you were talking about your cycle earlier, like changing, mine's changing and like getting weird. And so I just want to kind of thrown me off balance because I've been like 28 days my entire, since I was like 13, 28 days, 28 days, 28 Mm days, my whole adult life. And now it's kind of, skipping around so I started yeah. marking the calendar and I was marking I thought I'll put down when I get a breakout and just try mm-hmm. and you know see if that has something to do with my cycle as well because it can be to do with hormones yeah and um in the last uh so it's been every week I've one two three four in the last three weeks five cold sores mm-hmm. that's ridiculous yeah so anyway so you know if you're listening a listener of the show that i've been sort of trying to get around my head around the, the you know what can i do what is going on what are the emotions what is this spirit what is the uh, you know the energetics what is the physical stuff around these breakouts and it has come back quite often to me needing to control everything mm-hmm. and the fact that these I can't control I have no control over these at all and so a big thing that I hmm so it just it feels like all of the different areas of my life have kind of come together at this one point this need of, I have to control to feel safe for different reasons mm-hmm. or to to help my to help people around me feel safe right and a big um i i do tend to try to control my daughters 
that sounds bad but it, and I try to guide them because I can see things that will hurt them or they I see them hurting and I want to make it better right or things that might hurt if it keeps going and I want to kind of help them change tack you know yeah so that but that's control right that's me wanting to control the situation they're both adults now Yes, and I mean, they don't have to go through their own yeah. suffering, right? Yeah. And like, everyone has makes their own decisions. Once, and I know that, uh, I know that your children are always your children. Like, I will always be their mother. They will never not be my little girls, right. at, in some respect. Now, but I've gotten pretty good at pulling back, but obviously not good enough. So this. Just probably the last two days, I've really just gone, you know what? Now is my time to just be happy. I am a new wife. I have a life here that I love and I'm allowed to be happy and live yeah. my life. And I don't have to fix anyone else's life. Mm -hmm. I don't have to chase after anyone to see if they're okay. Yeah. I can decide to just be happy right and find that and let that joy just fill me up and be there if someone calls on me because i'll never not be here if one of my daughters yeah. calls mm -hmm. i will never not, but i'm not going to chase it i'm not going to stress out about what are they doing and fill up my head with oh my goodness did they do the thing are they doing the thing i suggested they do you know what's going on what's going on what's going on I'm just, and I haven't, and I started, I don't know if you can see, can you see this behind me here? Yeah, I see it. Okay, it's a big page, it's a big A3 page, uh -huh. like a big Zen doodle. Have you heard of right. Zen doodling? Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll link something in the show notes about it, but I, I just... I don't know why I started, I got out my younger daughter's old sketch pad from school when she used to live here. She lived here mm -hmm. for a while. She has sketch pad for school and she, and for home and she, and I went through it and there's drawings in there that she's done and a couple of pages where she's just like done a couple of lines, like she was studying a rainbow and I wanted to kind of work through it. So I wrote her name. I wrote my other daughter's name in the corner and then I just started doodling the whole page and it turned into this kind of therapy session in my own head where I would put the lid on the pen and go what's how can I make this beautiful and I would just say to myself just draw the next line just draw the next line just draw the next pattern yeah with no plan I filled that whole big page with different different patterns mm -hmm. and it's beautiful and I could not have sat down and planned it but it's beautiful yeah because I just did the next line I just did the next line mm -hmm. I think that's good for you to just practice that so that do that artwork yeah a little bit every day so I have been that's good because last week, remember, the thing that came up for you too was to to let go around the cold source, to let go of trying to figure out what was causing. 
this is the, the whole theme around all of it is just let let go letting go letting you go. are you are at peace so now allow yourself to be there yeah so i really i, I took a whole couple of days off in them this week since the last show just for myself like just to do the next line do the next yeah. line that's good and breathe and and it worked today I proved that it has like I'm in a different space because I had a an interaction with one of my daughters it would have been something that I would have dived into gotten all stressed out about and started trying to plan stuff didn't do it didn't do right. it at all and I didn't feel like I needed to more importantly right that's good yeah so I could probably take a little bit out of that one too <laughs> my kids what's in your potion this week <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a large cup of tea too except mine is lavender tea because nice and calming <laughs> yeah I needed some calming because as I'm trying to think back on my week to write about it a little bit it, I can't even pull out anything it's like it just feels like a blur it's like well we recorded last week and now we're recording on this week and I don't remember anything else right wow. now <laughs> but that's because you know um being a mom working and uh teaching and mothering all at once it's easy to lose track of what's what what time it is what day it is you know and then I I was also been my my cycle has been a regular it's it still arrives regularly but the the experience of it is very irregular for me lately so it kind of knocked me out for a couple of days like saturday and sunday i really just i had to cry and uh, mm -hmm. like sleep a lot <laughs> um, and there's <laughs> There were some things that were triggering me in the day, like uh, about stuff that's happening in my life that didn't really help with that. But I think had I not been on my period during it, I probably would have been okay going through it. I would yeah. have been able to breathe through it and just be present with it. But because of where I was at, I, it just knocked me down. I'm like, this sucks and I'm just not doing life right now. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Well, I hear Let me you. go to sleep. <laughs> go sleep. Oh, my word. Yeah. yeah. And so there was also a lot of self-care with that. Um, I did a couple of walks by myself outside. They actually opened up a park right here. It's just like a block from us. Yeah. Except the playground's not open, but everybody can just go. And if they had just redone this whole park. It was open like a month and then everything shut down. Oh, wow. And so the park had been closed for about a year because they were remodeling it. And so I finally got to go in and see this. I played, I played at this park when I was a kid. Wow. So I, I finally got to go in and see the remodel and it was really beautiful. I just walked there one evening by myself and yeah, it's good to have that because they still haven't opened the trails, which is why I really, I mean, they have, they have opened them but the parking lots are not open. So yeah. there's nowhere for me to be able to access the trails because I'm not close enough to walk in. Ah, uh, okay, you're gonna drive there. 
Yeah, so I'm still waiting for that to happen, but I'm glad to have the park right there. That's mm -hmm. something. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a week. It has. And I'm excited though because I realized we only have like four weeks of school left. And then teaching is done. You can just <laughs> they, be at home just, with everyone and not teach. <laughs> yeah, they can do what they want to do. Well, I can actually start my work at a decent time in the morning. Yeah. Instead of at like 10 a.m. where I'm like, I don't even feel like working now. I'm like, my whole morning is already gone. Yeah. yeah. I just rather do something else, but I need to be more productive. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Excuse me. Sorry. Burped. <laughs> didn't i do that one episode it was like in the middle of our conversation I did, did i leave it in i told you i threatened to leave it in i, I, yeah, I can't I don't remember if, if i left it in or edited it out but it was one of those that was just like <laughs> just like comes up i, in I had to because otherwise that would be really uncomfortable is <laughs> i get indigestion that's my other thing is like i have indigestion trouble sometimes and so when I feel the need to I have to get it out or I'm gonna get like sick. Uh -huh. yep. Yep, yep, the, yep. Other, <laughs> the other day real quick it was just funny because I walked yeah. into my parents to pick my girls up and right as I walked in I'm just used to being here by myself and like my family's used to me burping <laughs> it's nothing like my parents should know because I they grew up with I grew up with them, but <laughs> I walked in the front door and I had to, and it just came like loud, just loud, right, right as I stepped in the door. Hello. And, <laughs> and so I don't even register it anymore because it's just so normal for me. Like every day I kind of have to go through moments after yep. I've eaten where that has to happen. <laughs> And so I did it. And then my daughter was like laying right there on the floor and she just kind of looks at me like, Hey mom, she didn't react. She was like, Hey, and I'm like, Hey, I'm here, you know? And then my dad <laughs> kind of peeks around from the kitchen. He's like, was that, was that our, our hello welcome? <laughs> and then it triggered that. I was like, Oh, I just burped like really loud. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Cause I often won't even say excuse me sometimes when it's just here at home because it's yeah. so regular yeah it's okay my dad my dad jokes about it yeah. but he also still expects like yeah the, the proper courtesy yeah like you need to say excuse me <laughs> uh, anyways oh. side story oh my god i'm yawning 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 oh i yeah. could get my hair cut on saturday uh, oh does it open again Yes, it's open this week. I got an appointment. Oh, I wish they had open ours. I want to get mine trimmed. I had to. I had to start going curly. Looks cute though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> Thank you. I just schmetzed <laughs> it up. <laughs> yeah, mine's getting extremely long. I'm yeah. gonna keep it long though. I just want to trim a couple inches to keep it. Healthy. yeah you've got beautiful hair thanks we should probably get into uh garyan's view yeah that'd be a good idea so chapter four uh i was excited about this one even though it's pretty basic through most of it but 
they're on still on the road, but they run into a settlement of people who are kind of just camping out on the roadside. And uh, the people there uh, have a conversation with them, you know, and then they warn, they, they tell them the stories of Maragor because it's pretty close by. What happens to people who try to go in there and get the gold and come out, they never come out the same or they don't come out at all. Um, <clears throat> so that was more foreshadowing. But as they leave the settlement to continue on, there's some commotion and they see it's Brill. Uh, and this is the shock of him attacking somebody like a real kind of executioner ninja. And um, uh, there's immediate panic between like Mr. Wolf and Silk of, of they misunderstood who Brill was and they need to move now. So they have to go through Maragor to get away as fast as possible. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. So we go now into Wolf's Wisdom where we talk about the chapter in more detail. I somehow locked my, my book on the wrong angle. How did I <laughs> what do that? angle is it locked at? <laughs> It's like this. I had to hold it like this, but I oh. want to hold it like this. Isn't there, it won't is there turn? A, is there an auto? Do you have you turned off the auto rotate function on your phone? Mm -mm. No, it was literally just long ways, like a second ago, and I went to pick it up and I somehow locked it. Oh, there it goes. There we go. I think that's fine. I'll just use it this way if I have to. <laughs> Well, that's going to kind of the ass. Oh, there it goes. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, goodness. That's to have some humor in the day. Absolutely. So when, when the chapter opens, there's a very, uh, <laughs> really cute interaction between Gary and, and Snedra. <laughs> you know, they're up in the mountains. It's cold. Yeah. Um, which I was kind of like, Garion, this is the moment you step it up and don't let her treat you that way. You kind of like come up again and be like, you know, don't let her just be snarky like that. Yeah. She's like, cause she goes, she gets, he sort of says something about it being a lot colder because they're up in the mountains because she's lifted a shard of ice out of the pond where she's going right. to wash her face and she's looking at it and you know, I don't think Gary would, Gary wasn't trying to be a smart ass or anything. He's just no. making conversation. You know, it's right. much colder up in the mountains. And then she gets a bitchy, like, total snark. I'm aware of that. And you mm -hmm. wanted him to step up and be, or he sort of says, yeah. forget it. Oh, forget it. And stomps away. Yeah, he gets all butthurt. And <laughs> instead, I would have been like, I would have thought of something to, you know, I don't know yeah okay just don't give up like he went over there because he genuinely just wanted to interact with her and yeah. then he gave up too easy you reckon like you yeah she's got an attitude so he's got to learn to deal with that that attitude if he really wants to well her. i don't know i wouldn't want to as i said in a very early episode well, i think my sister stopped reading mm-hmm at, because she could not bear Sinedra. Yeah. <laughs> she just annoyed her so much. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. 
But I mean, she is who she is and Gary and likes her as she is. So if he's going yeah. to accept that, then that's part of it, you know? That's the way. And she Like, we know. may not choose that in a person, but he has. <laughs> exactly. And look, everyone is as they are for a reason. And mm-hmm. we'll keep reading and find out all those reasons. Right. As they, as they, so they, they, they wrote, they're riding down out of the mountains and th- there's a big like valley, like big basin that had once been Maragor, the district of the Marag. Marag is the people, the name of the people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just kind of stretching out below them. And there's a old ruin in the distance, very far out on the plain. And Garion notices that Princess Sinedra refuses to to even look in the direction of the ruin, like Marigor. Did you catch that? Yeah, I did. And then, then later on when she finds out they have to go in, she's like the one that's the most afraid. Yeah. Of like that idea. Panicking. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's something there. Yeah. Um and then there's, so they keep going down to where this cluster of like crude huts is and, you know, lopsided tents, it says, in a, in a gully that has a creek running through it. And so it sounds like, like a thrown together shanty town <clears throat> where these, um, you know, raggedy looking dudes are hacking at the banks of the gully looking for gold, as it turns out. Mm-hmm. So as they get up to the, the settlement, two guys come out and stop them. And one is a Tolnidran and the other is a big Arendish surf. A, yeah. Uh, the big, the big Arend and I actually, I really like this interaction because the Arendish guy is a serf that's run away from his master because there was a bit of a misunderstanding about a pig and he didn't want to get hung in the apple orchard. So he took off as right. you would, right? <laughs> and I, I really like that he is the one who says, I'll oh, look bugger off to this Tornadron who's trying to make a, make trouble and stop the company from passing through. It's the, the surf who has the conversation with Mander Allen, just uh, like a very, like he seems really confident and sure of himself, unafraid, but respectful, like just having a conversation like they're equals almost, like but just res- not, not equals, but like a re- just a respectful, normal human conversation. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a, a pretty straightforward conversation, but I missed like the, the deeper meaning of that there. So, you know. Oh, I mean. That's good too. Yeah, yeah. I've this is like I think the other times that I've read it, I haven't really grasped um, how important it is. But I think that mm-hmm. it really is because this is like um, 
he's not downtrodden. He's not acting downtrodden. And yeah. so he um, he says, yep, he actually gives them advice, like, okay, follow this road, go around there. The next settlement is, let's have a look, is Nadrax, a bunch of Nadrax. Now, Nadrax are um, uh, Angarak. They're part of the Angarak tribes. So Murgos, Nadrax, Thulls, they're all Angarax. Right. Okay, so okay. the next settlement is Nadrax. He warns them about one dude, but he's drunk. He was drunk yesterday, probably still sleeping. Don't worry about him. And as it turns out, Tarlek, this dude that they're warning, he's warning them about, is the big ugly guy who confronts Brill. Uh-huh. Yeah, I couldn't remember which one it was that confronted Brill. So that, Okay. And this is where, just before they go, a vacant-eyed guy in Sendarian clothing sort of shambles out and is just kind of howling like a dog. And um, the Arend explains that he went crazy because he went into um, Mm -hmm. Marigal to get gold. He thought he could come out before the ghosts got him. And he was wrong. Right. Yeah, that's intense. You look very happy about that, though. <laughs> I do. I love that kind of stuff. Because <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of uh, Lord of the Rings. Like, when you read the books, I don't think it's in the movies quite as much, but those old ruins where you, they, they go, and I think it's Gandalf, or maybe it's in The Hobbit, but he has to go into some ruins, and, like, he has to really use his magic to protect himself from all of the Who darkness. Who does? Gandalf. Ah, it's, yeah, it's not in the movies yet. Yeah. Um, So it reminds me of that and just other books I've read that are, you know, I just love that kind of stuff. Cool. Yeah, but um, it it doesn't, they say it doesn't really matter if someone does get out with gold, the people out here strip them of it quick smart anyway, so they don't get to keep it. Right. It's all very, very cutthroat and um, mercenary. Yeah. And so as they leave this first settlement, a scruffy looking Dresnian runs, like says, wait, 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 and runs to catch up with them. <laughs> yeah. I was excited when I saw a Drasnian was coming. I'm like, ooh. Okay. I haven't seen another Drasnian yet, or in a long time at least. Mm-hmm. That I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the conversation, it took me a minute to understand what was happening. <laughs> um, and I, I did catch on before they actually clarified what was happening. Oh, cool. Yeah, because he comes up rave waving a pouch of gold dust saying he wants to buy, <laughs> the, <laughs> buy the, um, uh, how does he put it? I'll give you, I'll give you 50 penny weight of fine gold for the girl. <laughs> right. Yeah. And when Garion starts telling her, like, be quiet, just let Silk handle it. It's okay. Yeah. Is, this figured... ste- is this him stepping up enough for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got her to stay quiet when she needed to. Yep. Uh, because she can, um, 
she can speak when she she really shouldn't be quite often <laughs> yes and i think she could use a little bit of help to just like calm down sometimes mm-hmm. you know and he does it in a way that's just really like he's really looking out for her like just be quiet you know i mean he's oh, looking you out think? for all of them he's looking out for all of them because if she were to say something it could blow the whole thing Ah, yep. Okay. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. I just thought about it as her getting like at just a plain outrage at this this in yeah. insolence. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. She has done that before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean she she is. Uh but I thought that he was I thought he meant Silk was gonna handle it at first. I thought he just meant, you know, Silk is the one that can get them out of anything. Yeah. So just let let him do the talking. Uh-huh. It it didn't click until like a couple of paragraphs later that uh he Gary knew all along what Silk was doing. He saw immediately that the the finger language was happening yep. while the conversation was going on. So like yeah. They're saying one thing but their fingers are talking about something else completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I really liked that. I thought that whole idea was cool. Yeah. Um, and not to mention that Garyan gets to like rub it in her face that he knows something she doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, I did want to. I did want to say something here. I like how the conversation ends. So um, it it just keeps going, and it's like they're haggling for Sinedra, and then all of a sudden. Uh, the other Justin goes, well, what about the older one? <laughs> Surely 50 penny weight's a good price for her. And then Silk just punches him in the face. <laughs> and, yeah. And he tells Mandrellan to run him off. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's all fine. And then, but then Wolf says, what, what was it? What did he say? You were standing in front of him. I couldn't see what he was saying. And then, um, yeah, Gary and shows off a bit. Sinedra is surprised that that Silk knew that this this guy, and Silk's like, yeah, he's a, he's a he's a Margrave. He's a, has impeccable manners. He's you know, um, he he asked me to pass on his compliments. <laughs> and this is a Gary and just like does the I know more than you know, and he's like, Josie's talk with talk to each other with their fingers. I thought everybody knew that, and then. Yeah. What he actually said was, tell the red-haired wench that I apologise for the insult. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yes. The, thing, the thing that it occurred to me here that, like, Aunt Paul tells him that'll do to stop him from continuing on with his. Now... I'm not sure how I feel about that. Both Wolf and Aunt Paul, whenever he starts to ramp up at Sinedra, put a lid on him, tell him just to stop. Mm-hmm. What do we think about that? I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it until you said Well, it. just just like as a, like a, you know, so I'm thinking, is it showing an example? Like, is this... Uh, them bringing him up and, sh- and kind of teaching him 
a, a good way to be in the world, like not boasting, not being unkind. Is that what it is? <sighs> I, I don't know. Like, I feel it's, I don't know. Like maybe they just don't want to hear bickering. Yeah, so could be <laughs> I mean, we know what that's like, don't we, Mummy? Uh, yes, we yeah. do. That's my perspective. Like, <laughs> you know what? Just don't even Just start because yeah. I don't want to hear it. So do not start it with her. <laughs> okay. Because somewhere like like, more important things to yep to focus on than totally bickering about who's right over what they know and don't know. I think I think you know what bothers me. I think that I get a bit miffed that Aunt Paul is an Algarian side there. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Anyway. I think I think it could be that he's kind of like rubbing it in her face that the man called her a wench and yeah. it was his words, not mine. I'm just repeating what he said. And yeah. that alone could be enough for Aunt Paul to just be like you know, just drop it already. Like, she, yeah, don't be a No woman ass. wants to be called a wench. Yeah. Even if it wasn't meant. Okay. So, okay, teaching moment, teaching manners, teaching kindness. <clears throat> I can, yep. Okay. Yeah. I, think I don't so. know why I had to make such a big deal of it. I think I'm just, yeah, <laughs> as I said, miffed because she wasn't on his side. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, and they find they what um, the other Drasnian has told them is that there are Murgos everywhere looking for someone, probably them. Uh-huh. And this is when they hear shouting and angry voices. And this big old this big nadrag that the other guy had warned them about is yelling a name, Kordok. Kordok, I told you I'd kill you if you came here again. And this Kordok is Brill. He's talking to Brill. Yep. So right away we find, you know, he's not who he said he was. So Um, does that mean to say that Kordok is his real name and not Brill? Well, at least it's a name that he is known by. Yeah. And so it doesn't sound Sendarian either. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Whereas Brill does. So maybe it's like Silk having the different personas that he wears for different reasons and occasions. Maybe. Uh, and anyway, I think that the, the picture I get is that this aggressive Tarlek, who is confronting Brill, aka Kordok, is really big, carrying yeah. this big mace, um, and like just you know this big hulking figure. And Brill, in my imagination, is quite sort of weedy and small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the image we're supposed to get. Yeah, that's how I saw it. So. And so I think that that's to like, because uh, so that when Brill throws this, whatever he throws at him, 
who learn it's called an adder's sting. It's a three-sided throwing knife. Like, you know, maybe it's like some sort of ninja star. Mm-hmm. And it sinks straight into the big guy's chest, like through the bone. You know, zzz, zipped into his bone. Yeah. That's what shakes up Silk and Mr. Wolf. And Mr. Wolf is the one who mm-hmm. says, let's get out of here right now. Yeah. Yeah. And we learned that that's because um, Silk and Mr. Wolf are both deceived by Brill. They believe Brill was who he said he was. And yep. now they think he's somehow tied in with the Murgos or... Dagashi. The Dagash the Dagashi? Oh right, right. Are right. a secret society in Kthol Murgos. Yeah. They're trained assassins. And answer yeah, and answer only to Tuchik, who is the dude that now has the orb. Right. Okay. Um no, I'm yawning all the time. <laughs> so so right so now they are getting out of there quick smart and in a hurry they found out that Brill is actually a Dagashi assassin called Kordok Silk, Silk sort of wonders he starts to have a little bit of a fantasy about mm, I wonder how good he is of come up against a few of them but never one of their best so he's not just a dagashi he's one of their best yeah yeah the whole conversation that how where silk explains to barrack that or men is it mandrellin too Beric, or, i think both of them about about how it would just slice right through your armor if if they know how to do it right yeah because they're saying well that couldn't withstand any armor or sword yeah he's like oh but it could yeah yeah so So you get a picture of like how dangerous those people are correct i missed it before but there's a little exchange as they're trying to run away mr wolf and polgara kind of exchange a look Mm -hmm. and and i realize it's not just a look it's like a little mind conversation that goes on because right. um, Mr. Wolf's really grim and Aunt Paul's like, you're not serious. And he's like, well, don't think we've got much choice. What do we think that means? <laughs> yeah. I, I saw this coming from like the beginning <laughs> of the chapter. chapter ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Yeah. So as soon as she's like, you're not serious, like, yes, you are going through Maragor. Uh-huh. Because why else would it be there? Why else would it be mentioned? <laughs> Shouldn't you know the sample? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so they're running away on the horses. There's a little kind of flim-flam that Silk's got going on with some people that, like, come up at them with rusty swords and stuff so he's sort of tricking them telling them that the murgos who are chasing them have actually got a whole bunch of gold they've just come out of marigold let's get them and so he's sort of pretending that you know we're all they're 
you know, so he's sort of setting these two groups up against each other and they kind of slip off in all of the kerfuffle and um, Mr. Wolf gets them all together and he says, we're going to have to go through Marigold and Princess Sinedra just, you know, loses all her colour, white as a sheet. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm sure I'll find out, but I don't know if it has anything more to do her fear other than what she's already like been told about it, what she's read about it, you know, the story she might've heard about it, or if there's actually a direct experience maybe to do with her mother or something that. Oh, interesting. Uh, has her so afraid. Well, there's, I mean, I'm just curious to know because her, her mother's not around. Definitely more. There's definitely more to it. And and um, we'll find out pretty soon okay. what that's all about. Um, but, you know, so it's, it, our poll is kind of saying it's going to be okay. And even um, Gary is there going, I'll be there too. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Like he's mm-hmm. just so sweet. And she's like, like he can see how frightened she is and she's genuinely frightened and she, she isn't a little cow she's just like really grateful and very frightened yeah yeah and wolf sort of explains what they're going to do they're going to ride they're going to hear things they're going to see flickerings and as soon as wolf says stop they have to get off the horses and look at the ground no matter what they hear and no matter what they see at the edges of their vision they're not allowed to look mm-hmm and then they get in a circle and join hands. Yep. And Garion can tell that one of the hands he's holding is Sinedra's. He doesn't know who the other person is, but one of the people is Sinedra. Right. And he can tell it's her hand. And so they move through together in this circle. And the ant pole is in the center, which is pretty cool. Like, you can just visualize this, all this crazy ghost stuff going on outside of the circle where Mr. Wolf is probably doing his own Gandalf magic to protect everybody because uh, he's the strongest and then a pull in the center like helping everybody you know stay together and I you know somebody puts them to sleep well I'm Paul Gary Gary and hears um, Aunt Paul's voice in his mind saying, quiet, hush now, hush now, hush now. And he, his eyes grow heavy and the wailing sound that he can hear. Right. That was so loud before that he thought he was going to go mad. This wailing just disappears and he feels warm and falls asleep. So his mind, it sounds like his mind has been put to sleep. Yeah. And I like that. And so. I like that. What will happen next? Ba, ba, ba. I know. <laughs> so did you like that chapter? I did. I liked the end. Yep. Um, the ending. Uh, and I want to see more of Maragor, So I hope that I do because that's my kind of stuff right there (laughs) cool so we're going to the magic where we each 
mention a piece of magic from the chapter that we like. Mine is Polgar putting everyone's mind to sleep. Yeah. I really just, I really like that. It's, um, uh, it felt kind of almost what I do when I guide a group in meditation. Like I take them down and down and down and into um, mm -hmm. that really quiet, restful space. That's kind of like, so yeah, I really connected with that. Yeah, that's cool. I chose um, Silk and the other guy having having two conversations at once, one with what they're saying verbally and then the one with using their hands uh -huh. and, and being able to like, to me, I couldn't, I probably couldn't do that while simultaneously speak with my hands and be able to get both the conversations understood at the same time. Uh -huh. So that's, that's kind of magical to me that they can do that. Well, it's so interesting, actually, when you say that, I can remember trying to learn, like I'm a very new percussionist, trying to learn two different rhythms, to like playing two different rhythms at the same time. Right. When I first tried it, my hand just kind of wonked out and I had, like, I'm lucky <laughs> I didn't fling the sticks, in, you know, to opposite sides yeah. of the room my brain just like threw a fit and wouldn't let me do it. But the more I practiced and I practiced in some different ways, all of a sudden I could do this thing that I never, ever thought I would do. And it's like having two different conversations at the same time. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I've tried to do that. I've tried that with the rhythm thing. It's hard. Mm -hmm. I never had a proper teacher. Like I just, I would observe my cousin, you know, he's the one that's uh, a musician composer mm -hmm. as kids. Even he would just like, when he'd be like bored or like just kind of lost in the, his hands would be going. And I remember watching them do completely different things with rhythm mm -hmm. at the same time and be like, so I would just try to play with this to see. <laughs> uh, I could not, I could not yeah. for life of me get it to work. It's amazing. They want to do the same thing at the same yep. time. Yeah, it's totally amazing. I'm really, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's cool to be able to do it. And then, oh, now we're going to real life relating. So my real life relating is a personal insight relating to Pogara putting everyone's mind to sleep. It feels a little, feels like it's kind of connected. I would, um, when my daughter was very young, she got night terrors. And so I would have to calm her when her mind was asleep and, you know, caught in this nightmare world, but her body was awake, like her eyes would be open, her body's moving, but her mind was not awake. And it, I would have to, you know, just be there and try to, calm her as best I could and it's really it was I don't know I probably talked about it before but it was very traumatic like for her and upsetting for me because she wanted me to comfort her like physically hold her but then she didn't want me to touch her it's like there it was like her mind and her body were fighting 
with each other for control of her little being. It was very scary stuff sometimes. Yeah, it would be. It's almost kind of like uh, a type of, it reminds me of the type of seizure where the person, it's like they seize for a moment, but then they are, they wake up, but they're still in a type of a, I don't know if it's part of the seizure or not, but they wake up, but it's not, they're not there. Like they've left the body, but the body still moves and interacts. Mm-hmm. But you can tell because their pupils have a completely, their eyes look just black. Yeah. And, um, but they'll, they'll interact, but it's, it's a really kind of, it scares the people around them for the most part, if they don't understand it, especially, yeah. you know, depending on who the person is in general, um, it could be a terrifying thing. Yeah. It's just remind I don't know, just from I have flashbacks. It's weird. Like I'm just being hit and it's almost making me emotional. Like I know, I don't know. I know I I haven't witnessed it personally in this lifetime, but I know I have in another, Um, but I have heard of, I have heard of it happen in this lifetime. I wasn't there to witness it, but I can almost still visualize the whole thing as if I was there. Anyways, (laughs) sidetrack. No, it's um, okay. Little windows opening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm okay. I'm good. Okay. Um my well my my personal or real life relating is similar because I don't know, I guess I'm drawn. I don't know if I'm drawn to those kinds of things in fantasy stories, but I, I have more as an adult I deal with these weird nightmares myself it's not that intense to where it's just I'm asleep but but I don't feel like my mind rests because these dreams are so like oh I wake up I'm like why did I dream that you know it's like a horror a horror movie kind of thing and so it just it feels very much like it'd be wonderful to have somebody do that (laughs) Like what Aunt Paul does while yep. I sleep every night to just yep. prevent them from coming in. Yeah. It's so interesting. I actually would do that very often with my daughter in different mm-hmm. kinds of ways, like calling on, like making a circle with angels or fairies or, you know, yeah, some kind of thing that she could relate to as being protected in a circle around her as to mm-hmm. that was part of a lot of the meditations I would do with her as she was going to sleep. Yeah. Maybe I should figure something like that out for myself hmm. before I sleep. Yeah. I wouldn't hurt babe. Oh, okay. Prophecy speaks. This week, so I had a little concern today when I was helping my daughter. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of thought, okay, is this 
is this kind of uh, contradicting the agreement I've made with myself not to butt in, you know, not to try to control things? It felt different, but if I'm like, oh, this might be a little bit too much the same. And so my question is, if I continue with the kind of support I offered today, you know, structure and suggestion along with encouragement, how will that resonate with my personal work on my control issues? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So the book I'm using is called Love Medicine by Louise Erdrich. The next day, I was glad of my conclusion to leave Lulu forever. The area redevelopment went through. I was glad because if I hadn't betrayed Lulu before, I had to do it now over the very land she lived on. It was not hers. Even though she planted petunias and put the birdbath beneath her window, she didn't own the land because the Lamartinas the Lamartinas had squatted there. That land had always belonged to the tribe. I was sorry to find, for now the tribal council had decided that Lulu's land was the one perfect place to locate a factory. Oh, I argued. I did as much as I could, but government money was dangling before their noses. In the end, as tribal chairman, I was presented with a typed letter I should sign that would formally give notice that Lulu was kicked off the land. My hand descended like a dream, like in a dream. I wrote my name on the dotted line. The secretary licked it in an envelope and then someone delivered it to Lulu's door. I tried to let things go, but I was trapped behind the wheel. Whether I liked it or not, I was steering something out of control. That night, I tried to visit Lulu's window out of turn. It was not the sixth night of the week, but I, but I know she expected me. I know because she turned me away. And that is where the suffering and burning set in to me with fierceness beyond myself. No sooner had I given her up than I wanted Lulu back. <laughs> So this is go this is going to be something that I that I that will require my focus to continue not butting in to continue not going back into those patterns is going to require my focus. Yeah. I I think I also go ahead no, no, it's going to be one of those things that is a practice for me. Yeah, like a it daily is because practice. it's something. Because it's something. Yeah, you've lived with it most of your life, so you know. Oh, my whole life. Yeah. I also think that that if the support, like you said, if somebody comes to you and asks and they need support, be there for them. Yeah. But if you're kind of feeling like you want to step in and give it, 
really, really step back and see if you should. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. So I think that ties into like what this person that you wanted to offer them support today. Were they asking for it or was it more of you just wanting to kind of? It was definitely asking. Okay. And I was really, I, I sort of set some of my own boundaries as well. Yeah. Like, um, and there was no kind of anguished wringing of my hands. It was just a straight up, this is what I can help you with. And I'll always be here, yeah. but I'm not going to chase you. Mm -hmm. So I just, yeah. And yeah. I think that's healthy. Yeah. For them too, to know yeah. that you're always there if they need you but so no conflict like go looking for yeah so so it's not gonna be a, it's not a conflict it's okay but don't kid yourself Sandra <laughs> you could totally kid yourself about this <laughs> yeah yeah that's the truth for all of us and our our thing you know there's that one thing we all know that we need to like yeah let go or work on or whatever. Okay, your turn. Okay. I, uh, I was actually gonna ask about my dreams because I know I've brought them up before on here. Mm -hmm. They have again, actually the last two nights have been um, pretty pleasant dreams, dream-wise, but usually they are uh, really intense where I don't get my mind does not rest and I actually like I said I wake up and like why <laughs> and I I've heard um too in different places or reading about it that dreams are just as real as this reality like yep. when we go and to sleep it's just so then I'm kind of like well why would I live in a reality where I'm in this house that is trying to kill me and has just chopped somebody up to pieces and the blood is pouring all over the place and now they're coming after me? Like, why would that be a real thing and why am I there? <laughs> uh -huh. You know? So I just, I kind of just want, well, my question was, what, what does that idea mean for me that dreams are just as real? if those are the kinds of dreams I'm having and how can I, is there a way I can alter those places I go to in my sleep to be more pleasant? I mean, that's my question. Mm -hmm. I'm using the fellowship of the ring fitting since that was, I didn't even uh -huh. make that connection when I pulled it out like that Maragor was reminding me so much of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay. So that's too close to the middle. Let me go somewhere for a bit. Okay. So great was Frodo's delight at this announcement that Gandalf left the windowsill where he had been sitting and took off his hat and bowed. I only said, I think I shall come. Do not count on anything yet. In this matter, Elrond will have much to say and your friend, the Strider, which reminds me, I want to see Elrond. I must be off. 
<laughs> my eyes feel really unfocused. Sorry. How long do you think I shall have here? Said Frodo to Bilbo when Gandalf had gone. Oh, I don't know. I can't count days in Rivendell, said Bilbo. But quite long, I should think. We can have many a good talk. What about helping me with my book and making a start on the next? Have you thought of an ending? Yes, several, and all are dark and unpleasant, said Frodo. Oh, that won't do, said Bilbo. Books ought to have good endings. How would this do? And they all settled down and lived together happily ever after. It will do well if it ever comes to that, said Frodo. Ah, said Sam, and where will they live? That's what I often wonder. Okay, mm -hmm. I'll leave it there because there's like a break in the in the text. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just, oh, it makes me so, I just watched the whole Lord of the Rings movie like in peace and quiet the other day. And so it just makes my heart <laughs> happy. Um, but I, I, <laughs> I don't know. The thing that's coming up for me is, um, mm -hmm. and I hadn't thought about this, that the fact that they're talking about um, writing the, the ending to the book, like <laughs> it's just clicking for me right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it makes sense. My dreams have been really intensified lately. I have not been writing at all lately either. And um, mainly just because it's been I don't know, it's just felt, I feel so unfocused. It feels impossible to sit down and try to create that. And yet. But, but what needs to be written, what needs to be written is the end of my series. That is a reflection of all that darkness inside of me. So maybe that's the answer. <laughs> that uh, sounds very, very well intuited yeah to write the ending to my book and have closure to that um mm -hmm. dark part of my life that i think mm -hmm. still trickles in probably in my sleep and the other thing that came up for me was when he was talking about being in elrond's house when um bilbo, bilbo? talking about not being able to count the days you can't count the days time yeah. passes seems to pass differently in Rivendell and that's how things are in dreams that's like true. when you think oh. you're awake here looking out the window this feels solid and real and everything flows in a certain order um yeah and then when you think you go to sleep and you're dreaming the dreams you have seem time moves strangely and things don't feel right but what if when you're in that other place, this that you're looking around at now is the dream and time's moving weirdly and things get mixed up and strange because this is the dream world all of a sudden and the other place becomes real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you only remember it when you're in the other place. It could be. I still just, I don't understand why that other place is so. But it's only like that in your dreams. Mm -hmm. 
when you were, if you were actually in the other place, like you are in this place, mm -hmm. it would make more sense. I guess so. Because, <laughs> like, because reality, in air quotes, reality mm -hmm. makes sense and dreams don't make so much sense. So you got to kind of flip it on its head if you're in the dream as the reality. Yeah, yeah. Then this place that you're dreaming about from that place wouldn't make as much sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now I just want to go watch Alice in Wonderland. Oh, I watched the Tim Burton one the other day. Oh, yeah. Not the, not the Tim first one. I watched um, Through the Looking Glass. Through the Looking Glass is better. The first one is really just kind of like... I love Tim Burton too, and I love Johnny Depp, even despite everything he's gone through recently. But I did not understand their interpretation of the first Alice in Wonderland. Cover. You did it? And through the looking glass, we watched. No, I didn't. But I enjoyed through the looking glass. Oh, wow. Maybe I should just try it again. It was a long time ago. I, I love it again. Maybe I, I should watch. both of them. Maybe I should try to oh, watch that one right. again. Uh. Yeah, I'm feeling kind of dizzy, so. Okay, let's wrap it up. Wow. What's your prediction for next week? Oh, and let's review the one. What was your prediction last week? Let's have a look. We will see them forced to go through Maragor and encounter some ghosts. Actually, I think this will come in a couple of chapters. Next chapter, they will just be on the road some more with some more little insights and connections with the characters. So you're spot on. Yeah, I shouldn't have doubted myself. No. But the, the author tends to like to like move things kind of slowly, but this time he didn't. So what's your prediction um, for next week? I well what I hope is that they're gonna have it's gonna be a whole Marigor chapter that they'll be in Marigor and we'll get some deep truths about Marigor as they pass through it as well as them being tested so we're gonna learn probably a lot about who they are cool I can't wait me too okay so do you have a hashtag for this week hmm I feel like it should be something related to ghosts or something related to Gary and Sanidra. <laughs> it's cold in the mountains. Yeah. Oh, flower. I know. She's like, you're done, right? Time to go. <laughs> she always knows when we're ending, no matter when it I is. Know she does. All right. Yeah, so there must be a shift in my energy or something. I think so. Okay. So if you, uh, darling listeners, we're at the end of the episode. If you would like to find the extended show notes and links to everything, you can go to our website, belgariadandbeyond.goddesskindle.com. Head over there, check it out, sign up to the mailing list. You can leave a voice message for us. There'll be a link in the show notes. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bulgarian and Beyond. So if you want to go to one of those places and use the hashtag, it's cold in the mountains to talk about this episode or just, you know, 
throw it in a little comment, make our day, that would be great. And um, yeah, <laughs> that would be so much fun. You can also email us, bilgariadandbeyond at gmail.com with all your questions and comments. And this show is an indie production. Hours and hours and hours and hours of my time. And, you know, we talk about this every week, spend a couple of hours chatting. And, yes. you know, so the best way that you can support the show, if you really love it, is to become a patron. And you can get access to bonus episodes of Before the Show. And then some patrons get full uncut video episodes, you know, where you get to peek behind the curtain. And you can find out more about that at patreon.com forward slash Belgarid and beyond. And there'll be a link in the show notes. I hope you have a good week. Yes. And the listeners too. We didn't say bye yet. Oh, we didn't say bye yet. No. Bye everybody. We'll be in your ears again next week. We're glad you love the show. Keep coming back. Because let's face it, yes. if you're at this yes. point, at the end of this show, you really like it. Yes, and we're grateful and we love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye.